In our all crunch time this Saturday afternoon, Adrian Brzezenko, Scott Sattler, I'm Julian King. The text line number 0457 736 736 is the text line number. A great game of footy last night. Finals football, as I like to say. <laughs> AP, that kind of intensity. Something about knockout footy that just has a, a different feel to it. Um, of course, uh, we want to focus on the action on the field, but a couple of controversial decisions by referee Ashley Klein. One involving a knock-on, unpunished by... Harry Grant and the other late in the game involving Harry Grant again where a high shot by Sam Walker again many people thought it was a penalty he stayed down for it not given at the end of the day it was the Melbourne Storm he came up triumphant James Sadesco not particularly happy uh, this is what Ashley Klein said after he realised his mistake oh look I thought he got his arm no look I understand I thought he got his arm underneath that wasn't even close they couldn't challenge it so you really must have moved it down yeah but I only call as I see it okay I apologise. I can't say any more than that. I only call it as I see it. And Teddy said in the aftermath, he goes, well, that's what he said to me. He says, I was 30 metres away, I saw it. Ashley Klein was on the spot and he didn't see it. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's been a case made for referees having to front press conferences mm. after controversial decisions in matches. I think it is the biggest nonsense of all time. So what's the question going to be? So why did you call that pass forward? Because oh, I thought it was forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's, you know, and he apologised. I know it doesn't make it taste any better if you're Tommy Two Phones or any other Roosters fan, but I, I, he's put his hand up. He made a mistake. He didn't mean to. What what more can you do? Yeah. I suppose the question we, we everyone's got to ask is, do we want the bunker involved or don't we want it involved? Because there's this, you know, this, uh, there's a lot of calls for the bunker to not be as involved, mm. but then... When something like that happens, everyone says, "Why isn't a bunker Correct. involved?" You know, so I mean, if we do want, because there are so many, many moving parts in the game, it is. I feel sorry for the referee. Is it is hard to adjudicate? Now that one last night for Ashley Klein, he had the best seat in the house when it comes to. He was looking straight at it, and it was quite obvious. And I know it's it's a quick game; it's all happening um, at a fast pace. But he had the best view to see Harry Grant. He was. Five or ten metres away, looking straight at the player. Nothing impeded him as well. So if he does miss it, do we want the bunker involved? And so I've always believed that we're going to spend all this money on the bunker. Let's get everything. Let's get as many things possible right that we can. Now, I'm reading on a lot of social media this morning, just getting the reactions of, of rugby league fans. People are saying, oh, well, it evened out anyway because later on in the game, Harry Grant, um, copped one underneath the, the chin from Sam Walker. Should have been a penalty. They would have kicked the game and won it anyway. But it's it's the momentum of the game. How does it affect each side at different parts of the game? And as we know, the one with Harry Grant, um, I, I, even when it happened and in real time, I even looked at my, my wife and I said, he dropped that. Mm-hmm. And we're watching on a screen. So um, in saying that, they went up the other end of the field and scored a try. So it, it had a huge effect on the game. Trent Robinson had this to say about the Harry Grant knock-on. I mean, it's pretty clear it was dropped. You know, it was he was right there. It hit the ground. You know, what can you do? It was an error, and, and then they went down the other end and scored, but we should have also stopped that. But that would have been a try-scoring opportunity to us, you know, 10 metres out from the line and in finals games. You know, they're uh, yeah, they're always critical. Yeah, I mean, moments are key for all of us. You know, we we saw that in that game. You know, key moments are critical for both sides and and the referees. You know, you got to nail them. Being really clear, we we don't expect 50-50s. It's not the way that it it has gone statistically in the competition. It's we don't expect them, right? So I'm not. This is yeah, 
Like we, we, I'm not complaining. We, that's not a, that's not a big issue for us. We should have went down and defended the, the, the play at the end of that. They shouldn't have scored off the, off the back of that from a penalty ten metres off their own line. You know, we should have been better than that. We, we should have finished the game and won the game. That's the feeling that sits there. It's not sort of a call here or there. That's not going to be the case. Yeah, so not making excuses, but it was plain to see. Mm. What did you make of that, that comment there, AP? We don't expect the 50-50s. Yes, he does. Um, look, to, to such a point, he, he talked about momentum. And when you talk about the use of the bunker, um, you've basically got to do a cost-benefit analysis. Like, Are you prepared to live with the occasional error and you have the continuity and flow of the game? Or do we want to be pulling up absolutely everything, putting the microscope on it? And the, the flip side of that is that you're going to have more stoppages. So... I actually think that you can have too much bunker. Absolute clangor, that one last night. I agree with you, AP. You can't stop it for everything. But absolute clangers like that, when people are sitting at home and can see it, and the people in the bunker would have been going, oh, no, he's got this one wrong. Please challenge it, whatever you can do, because we're going to have to to overturn this. And and he is right, Trent Robinson. And that's that's the line that's got to be thrown out, I suppose. And uh, you got on the text line here from Cam, says, I'm a Roosters fan. It was a horrible decision. It didn't cost us the win. We should have given a penalty. Shouldn't have given a penalty away in the next set, and, and that's right. But when you're on the field mm. and on the big screen, the, those replays are being played. Yeah, yeah. It has a huge effect on on emotionally. It puts you into a space just for a sh- just for a, a short amount of time, as if to say, oh, you know, what's going on there? How come we didn't get yeah. the call there? Whatever it may be, just takes your 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 vision uh, your um your vision away from the game and and what your job is. And all you need is that little split second, and that's when you give away a penalty. That's when you can create momentum against you. You, oh, hope, you hope that when it's that obvious that the bunker could very quickly tip him. Exactly. With the, that's, that's, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Eliminate the howler. There's always going to be 50 50. You're, right? yeah. sto- you're not even yeah. stopping the play, are you, yeah. AP no. and, and yeah. George? You're just saying, hey, hey uh, Ashley, that's a knock on. Okay, yeah. wait a sec, guys. No, I've just had a call from the bunker. They've looked at it. It's a knock on. I think yeah. at the end of the day, if you get the right decision, there's really no grounds for complaint. Mm. Right, and he said, "Oh, but mm. you know, the letter of the law." And he just tipped him on the chin. It wasn't, really, but mate, you hit him high. You know the rules. It, mm. it is clear for everyone. All right, the Roosters finished seventh, thirteen wins, eleven losses. After round twenty-two, this was a side boys in fourteenth position had to win five straight games to qualify for the finals. They knocked off the bunnies in the final round. Eventually, finished seventh and got themselves through to a semi-final. Sats, how do you rate their year? Uh, disappointing, I think, with AP. Um, I'm looking at the board here in, in our studio, and I had them down as I had them down as the, as the premiers. Same. Uh, but in yeah. saying that, it showed a lot of courage to to get back from where they got got to uh, eventually. But and what I touched on earlier on is something that Trent Robinson said before the game when he's being interviewed by by Channel Nine, and he mentioned the word simplicity, and he admitted that sometimes he can overanalyze things, but he had to go back to simplicity to try and get this rugby league team playing again. And I think it's a really important word when it comes to coaching. Simplicity is a, when you look at a lot of the really successful coaches that have won multiple grand finals or played in multiple finals, one of their greatest attributes is simplicity. So Trent Robinson has learnt that, I suppose, at the back end of the season, we've got a lot of injuries. We don't have our, our number one team on the field for long periods of time. He had to simplify things and they got the results. This is what Trent Robinson had to say about the Roosters' season. Some of the opinions were harsh this year, but we weren't good enough. We weren't happy with where we were at. You know, we didn't 
play well enough at different points to start the season in the middle of the season. We should have been better. For me, it's nice to pump up the end and try and cover that over. But it's not true. You know, if we want to be the best we can possibly be, we've got to be honest about the way that the, we started the season. People, they've just got to be careful at, at writing us off too soon. We are a good club. We do have star players, but we've got a really good soul about us as well. And we will keep coming and we will keep fighting and uh, we'll play a really tough brand of footy at the same time. So we, we should have been better. People were, were writing things quite early about how we were and why we were the way that we were, but we knew we weren't at the level, you know, senior players and coaches, and we talked about that and we just went, come on, let's go. Keep going, keep going, keep working at it. And I love how we stuck together. Um, and so that was the rewards that we saw with the back end of the season and almost, almost another week. I think that's a pretty reasonable self-assessment there from the Tri-Colors coach. Yeah. They have, this is a club too, AP, over the years, have had an inordinate amount of injuries. It would mm. be more than any other club. I mean, from an outsider's perspective, I don't know if the data supports yeah. that. But it's almost like their resurgence too, lads, coincided with, and fans are screaming for this, put Joey Sully back on the right wing mm. where he's at his best. Yep. Marno in the centres. Yep. Uh, maybe you needed the, I know that he was injured for a bit when Sam Walker came back. More creativity in attack. Yeah, absolutely. I think they had the second worst attack in the NRL and Sam Walker, there was a period there where he was dropped and, and then got injured. But And he touched upon it there. They have to start seasons better. Now, there's this sort of a, a, a myth. It's it, Well, you could say it's a myth now because, you know, yes, they qualified for the finals, but they, they basically ran out of steam. They had to play six games of sudden death. Yeah. Their, their whole mantra has been we work our way into a season um, and, and we'll build momentum by the back end. But they've been leaving that run later and later. And it hasn't been like a, a Melbourne Cup style, you know, first by the post. Like they have left it way too late. And that's something they need to address. Whereas you look at a club like the Storm, I think that they have now won their first game 20 years in a row. Mm. And that's off the back of an absolute flogging in preseason. They're the hardest to beat at the start of the year because they work the hardest. Um, but so just there needs to be a tinkering because they're leaving it way too late and it's not the first season that it's happened. It's even happened in some of their premiership seasons where they've started slowly and they always think, oh, we'll be right, we'll come good. They also have this thing where they split the season into three blocks and they normally sort of, by the third block, they, they swear off alcohol, they make a few other changes, but it's not working. Like they need to reassess how they work and build their way into a season. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. We're just, as you're saying that, we've got a text here from Cam saying, fellas, is there cause for concern on the Roosters' strength and conditioning? We've had massive injury toll in the last three years. Um, depending what sort of injuries are, are they soft tissue injuries? Are they the same injury that's occurring each time? I haven't got the data in front of me. Uh, and you are right. You are right, AP. There has been a concern to the start of their season. Um, they've got a great playing roster when you look at them on on paper, and they've got some really good youngsters coming through. Like the the emergence of of May's got better, and Siwa Wong, who looks like he's going to be a, a very very good player, and and uh, Ponga. We used to call him in the Queensland Cup. We used to call him Ponga, but everyone's been calling him Ponga this year. Um, young Sandon Smith, who came off the bench, wasn't he electric last mm. night? So yeah, there there is a concern there, and and I, I'm I'm pretty sure that this is the season where they'll get the ability to sit back. And yes, we finished the season off really a real res resilient, tough way, the, the way we went about it. But when they peel all the layers back now, mm. take emotion out of it, there's there's got to be a concern of what they've done in the preseason to why they started this season off so poorly. So 
as part of that review, AP, it's I think they're going to be they'll be quite uh, rigid when it, and robust when it comes to that. Well, the expectations aren't going to be any lesser next year. Like you add Spencer Lenu to that side, yeah. Dominic Young, and with most teams like for the Panthers, that they're I look at them and they're a successful team, and they lose two players every year. Like they'll lose Lenu and Crichton, was the. Roosters just are adding to, and they haven't got any big major losses either. So, and, and they've been able to keep Daniel Tupu and Jared Warrior Hargraves. When you talk about signings, when you bring them into a really good club that's got, you know, the buzzword at the moment is culture. Mm. You know, really good fabric and great values around everything they do, both on and off the field. They're hard trainers. They're a close-knit group. And you bring in Spencer Linu, and you'd like to think the research they did on him is one that he fits into a really good system. And Dom Young, the same. Is there an argument that maybe when Brendan Smith came from the Melbourne Storm, is is he the right piece of the puzzle when mm. it comes to the way, the style that he plays, um, his personality around? And I'm not saying that from any any education or knowledge around Brendan Smith, only from what I see from him as a player. He's a hell of a player also. But sometimes the players you bring in, they're that you know that when you as a kid when you're doing the old puzzle and that piece just doesn't fit for mm. some reason, you try and squeeze it in as hard mm. as you can. But it just doesn't quite fit. And I don't know. I, I'm just an observation, I, maybe. I, I think Sam Verrills is, is a much bigger loss than many people think. I think he's yeah. a terrific yeah. player. And, and it's just a shame that we haven't seen his um, potential fulfilled because of all of that, those horrible injury setbacks that he's had. But I was talking to a guy who used to coach Joseph Sawley and, and I sort of said, expecting him to say, oh, is he the best player you've coached? And he would always say Sam Verrills. He'd be in the same breath. He'd go, yeah, him along with Sammy Verrills. Well, mm. there you go. The big cheese. Well, it's nice to know on the eve of a semi-final clash, he finally announced himself as a rooster, even though his employment <laughs> contract might might state otherwise. Maybe maybe Robin needs to shark bait him, boys, to, to really bring him hey, into that culture. Brandon, really quickly, what about Brandon Smith? Tommy Two Phones and I were talking off the air. His body language says that he is spent, he's gone, he needs to be replaced. And then he must be that toughest kid. He just finds something yeah. out of some reserve in somewhere in his body to come up with a big play. He's always a 100-mile-an-hour kind yeah. of player. You mentioned this, Sanders Smith. Uh, nice role acting half, too. That ball that he threw quickly onto a vacant Lindsay Collins. Magnificent pass. Uh, and Tommy. Yeah. Yes, go on. I've just got a question. So, AP, you had a really good point, and I agree with you about their slow starts the last few years. As a Roosters fan, I don't want them going to Vegas next year mm. because of the slow start. They're going to have to go there, come back, have a week off, and then go into week two. Lose four players so, along the way. Well, well they've had to <laughs> deal the with the World Club Challenge, which is a massive disruption as well in so, the past, so and that, was, that set them back. I was going to ask you, given how important mm. the start of the season is, and they have the last few years they've had to claw wins back just to make the finals, is it a mistake? I know financially it's not, but is it a mistake for them to go to Vegas next year? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been talking to like um, people around the club, and when – there was a lot of pressure on James Tedesco about his performance in the middle of the year and particularly in Origin. In speaking those close to him, they reckon that he didn't get a proper pre-season in because he was obviously, like a lot of players, had the World Cup. Yeah. So there are some players who won't have had a full uninterrupted pre-season for several years now. And the Roosters, as you mentioned, Tommy, uh, by going to Vegas, <laughs> when you think about the antithesis of the perfect preparation, you think Las Vegas. Yeah, well, you're going to have to find us to deal with it. 0457 736 736. We'll get through some of your texts after the break. And a real crunch time this Saturday afternoon as we look ahead to the second of the semifinals between the Warriors and the Knights. Adrian Brashenko, Scotty Sattler. I'm Julian King. We're here thanks to Azito.